Welcome to the Bleed Bulimia Podcast with guest Miss Francois, dynamic entertainer, writer, author, and game-changing trendsetter. Hi, everyone. I am Laurieanne. I am the host of Bleed Bulimia. Today, I am so pleased to have Miss Francois. She's dynamic entertainer, writer, author, and game-changing trendsetter. I have her on here because I believe, like I was saying in some of my other episodes, we all need to laugh, and this lady makes me laugh. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I'm glad I could bless you with my presence. (laughs) So how did you get into the entertainment business? Tell us a little bit about you and your background. So um, I always like to mention that I'm from Trinidad and Tobago because I like to shout out my country. Yes, Trinidad and Tobago. Right. So I'm from the islands and technically Caribbean and Caribbean people have entertainment in their bones, right? But me coming to America, trying to transition, it's not always hard. Any immigrant can attest to this. You have many downs before you have ups. But I like to say how I got even here is honestly whatever trauma or issues I've been through with relationships and the pain and, you know, the sadness, you know all about that, right, Luan? I think I just trans, I took all of that and trans admitted it into me doing some kind of entertainment. For me, it was comedy, it was stand-up comedy, it was doing speeches in reference to relationships, and mostly it's just not being able to find a man, or I like to say now he obviously not looking for me yet, or some people say maybe he's not even born yet, you know? So honestly, it's just taking my pain and made it in my purpose and having fun with it. That's wonderful. And I do find that a lot of comedy, it does take the pain and makes it into fun. Um, and when, it's you know, when, people, when you see comedians on stage, it's because they're traumatized, okay? Yeah. Them is the one that need the most therapy. So don't let nobody fool you. <laughs> so the way of, of uh, relationships. So uh, let's talk. I mean, we were talking off, off the camera, so to speak, uh, regarding I was saying that, you know, I don't know um, how my ex-husband, I mean, he had a hard time dealing with my bulimia. And in a relationship, uh, I would imagine there's different dynamics. Some are very supportive. Some are just pretend it's not there. And some leave when they find out. <laughs> so, well, I think your husband should be very supportive. I mean, honestly, he was, you were saving him money. He didn't have to buy much food, right? Oh, for bulimia? Oh, no, he did. <laughs> yeah. That's the whole thing. Oh. You have to buy more Oh, you kept food. eating and then, oh, Lord. Well, then you were costing him money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and probably grief, too, because when you're bulimic, quite often it, it does like, uh, affect your moods. So, you know, and, and that's something. So being someone like you, I, I mean, I can't understand why you don't have someone right now, because that's what men are looking for. And, and women, too, is, is a good sense of humor. Which I've gotten one. But people now, think is I too. Maybe I'm there. too overconfident. I'm too strong. You see, I can talk over you and talk over anybody, so they can't handle that. So I need a strong man or a strong woman. I'm leaning towards women these days. I'm getting desperate. But, <laughs> but go ahead. Oh, that is really good. Um, so you are an author too. Let's just talk about your book. Okay, so my book is called Let That. I always have symbols in between there. So let that beep man go. Five plus steps to getting over a breakup. 
and I like to say it's a book slash journal because when you read in some of the steps, you you need to honestly write things down. They say a hundred times, if you don't write things down, you it's not gonna stick, you're gonna forget it. So it's just going through certain aspects of your life as soon as you read the steps and be able to write down and then it's action actionable steps that you could actually start taking immediately to honestly let that beep a man go because we don't need him in our life he's slowing us down anyway and it's time for us to transition into that new chapter in our life and do better and find an even better man right lorian <laughs> i don't know i uh I, i'm like you i'm single i've been single for 14 years so um divorce oh, that's for a, 18, that's a... kind of dated somebody for a little while and then that didn't work out and so i've been happily single ever since i don't know that i so so when is the last date you've been on uh oh that's not good to start a sentence with uh <laughs> okay i literally i haven't had a boyfriend since 2000 uh since 14 years ago and okay, i, I did I, have I, a i'm not friend. hanging out with you anymore i had a friend <laughs> Uh, five years ago, but we were just friends, but it was fun. It was like being a kid again. He lived across the street and he'd go, you know, do you want to come out and play? And I mean that literally we would play. Is games this, is this friends with benefits or friends? No, no benefits, just friends. Oh, okay. It was like when you were a All kid right. and then he went and passed away on me. So that was kind of sad. Um, that is sad. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's just, it's not in my cards. I'm not really interested really in a, maybe, maybe well, once you, I, you you know the people you hang around or whatever so basically i shouldn't be hanging around you because i don't want that to transfer to me okay so this is the last time we speak in lorian because i want me a man <laughs> hey i'm not saying that what was that somebody said they go well if somebody came up and and you were attracted would you turn away i go no but i'm not actively seeking but then we were talking about that too they say well you know you don't have to search they'll just show up at some point what did you say to that that's a lie that stuff people tell themselves to make them feel good it's just like when people say do you know 50 is the new 40 no you you're 50 and you're old just just be in it and be happy in it like stop making up i always say people come with all these fancy sayings you know oh you can't have your cake and eat it too so you want me to what have the cake and watch it spoil i, I don't understand so i hate when people come with me these things i'm like do not come with me with these saying unless you fully understand what you're saying because you know how you run on with these things since your grandparents and your mom tell you these things now 40 is not the new 20. My bones hurt. I can't drink milk. I get gas. I can't drink orange juice. It's not. At 20, you can eat anything. This is very true. <laughs> I know. I'm pretty smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was, uh, we had a, another podcast and we were speaking to that where, um, you know, this, I tend to focus on women, um, in their 40s 50s and 60s with that that are still struggling with bulimia and we we're talking about the society and how it's really like um changed things for women like you're saying they're saying that you know 40 is the new 20s but part of that is you know there's a lot of stuff out there that are making women feel that they have to be like the 20 40 you know the facelifts or all of the cosmetics that are being sold to women to try and look younger um, yeah, honestly, I'm sorry. It, my wrinkles are here to stay. I mean, whether, whether and I'm not saying it's I'm, wrong for women who want to do that. I'm just saying is that, you know, society that the companies are are gaining money from that, just like they do on diets. Yeah, 
Of course. I mean, it's television. It's what you hear repeatedly and what you see repeatedly. So you are somewhat I, somewhat forced, in a way, to look a certain way, even act a certain way. You you have to be 25 for the whole rest of your life. And, and again, they have a lot of people that's going to make those people rich. Maybe I'm in the wrong business, right? But that is, and that's fine if that's if that's for you. But it also have the other same people like me. I have these lines or whatever. To me, it's all about loving who you are because it have a lot to me it have a lot of that to do with it i mean if you if you truly love who you are and you embrace when you're five embrace when you're 10 embrace when you're 25 embrace when you're 43 and look this amazing you you just love learn to love yourself but i think a lot of times when people do these things especially in the beginning they're not all here first then they have done the personal development and some people do things for the wrong reason maybe it's to attract someone else it, it's if you're doing it for the wrong reasons don't do it because i think in the long run you're hurting yourself more than you're helping yourself yeah i was uh, i was actually told i don't wear makeup i choose not to and uh i very rarely have the odd time when i've gone out i've worn it and my daughter used to be a makeup artist and she quit all of that because she's very much into preserving uh, the world from plastic. And she says that that's a big part of it. So she stopped after being a makeup artist. She got rid of all her makeup. She doesn't wear it mm -hmm. anymore either. So, uh, but somebody said, well, you know, you really should get yourself all done up and, you know, makeup to catch the guy. <laughs> and I'm going, but then I come home and I leave the, my face on the pillow. <laughs> and he has to live with what I'm looking like right now. I agree a thousand percent. Like people don't believe it, but I always tell people I actually hate makeup, right? But I think it's just part of part of my persona. But I, when I go to work every day, five days out of the week, I never have makeup on, right? So, but I the reason I do it also for myself is I said when I do go out to a nice fancy party, I put on a gong and I put on a makeup, you're like, bam. I don't want to walk in and look the same way every day, 24 hours a day. That's not, well, that's not exciting. Plus it's, it's the same thing. When you put on your pajamas, you feel one way. When you put on that nice fancy dress, that extra something, you feel all special. You feel dynamic. You feel amazing. So that's the same thing. I think it works with makeup. Some people live in it 24 hours a day. Me, I wouldn't suggest that because I've seen some people without the makeup. Oh, child. I was like, oh no, your man should leave you. <laughs> And I'm not That's saying, like trapping people. <laughs> and I'm not saying it's wrong. I think, I mean, I've seen women and they, it's beautiful. They do their makeup and everything. But I'm saying for me, I wouldn't do it just to catch a guy. If I do it, it's for me. For me, when I'm going out, yeah. like I said, to put the gown, put my makeup on. That's not to go and find a man. Although I don't know what your no, case exactly. probably is though, isn't it? <laughs> no, for me, I could catch a man anyway. It doesn't really matter. Like I'm, I'm amazing. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly i do like when a guy does does hit on me when like th this morning i went running like it's nicer when he hits on me and i just look the worst or you're going to the laundry mat at the grocery store like if he's seen you at the worst just imagine when he see you all dolled up that's kind of exciting to me exactly you know? exactly so I, I totally agree with that and then yeah when they see you dolled up it's like whoa they're like that's my girl <laughs> instead of oh that's my girl <laughs> No, and like I said, it's something for everyone. This is my choice not to wear it, but I just found it funny that it seemed like, yeah, the only way you're going to get a man is if you put makeup on and going, well, then I just don't want it. I think I did actually one of those uh, videos talking about that on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> like and I always say to, 
to each his own or whatever the case might be but to me just to me it has a lot to do with you on the inside before yeah. you could do the extra on the outside you know so that would be and you being a relationship expert that would be a big part of i would imagine is that if somebody is going to get into a relationship you have to be comfortable with yourself and love yourself because the relationship yeah. with yourself, I think, is the most but, important. But this is what, but this is what I'm saying, Gil. I've been yeah. loving myself for so long, and I get again. I was like, when people say relationship expert, I'm like, get it right, you know. I, I am a person relationship on staying in a relationship or finding a person. Again, I'm an expert. I one day at end, I can get you out of that quick with less tears. That's what I'm good at. But like I told someone, there's no shame in my game. Like a lot of women, you know, we independent, we come, we confident. Oh, I don't need no man. I said, what? I said, correct, you don't, but I want one. So you could go all there with your big feminist thing and women run the world, but you by yourself, you know, to each his own. I need a man to hold me, make me feel, you know, feminine and soft. I look. I need me a man, okay? So I love myself. So now I want a man to love me as much as I love me. Oh my, that's a lot of love. <laughs> I love that. I love love. <laughs> so, so we have your book. And um, so it says you're a game-changing trendsetter. Do you have a few examples on that front? Yeah, because this is how that came about, right? Basically, anything I do, I, I just don't do it average. Average is, I don't know. So I'm next level. I'm like 120. You put me, I, I'm, I'm an expert also at following through because people always say one thing and they don't, they don't follow through. They, you know, they're always saying, yeah, I'm going to do this. But whatever I decide to put my heart into, my mind into, I just take it to the next level. Like I, I say, I did Toastmasters, right? If you ever watch a Toastmasters speech, sorry, Toastmasters, but some of them speeches is very boring. And everybody just have like, I'm going to speak today and it's, everything is so proper or whatever. If you ever watched my winning speech in, in Toastmaster for New York, District um, 46, right? I just went the next level. And even in the beginning, I had people telling me, oh, that speech is maybe too much or you can't use this in, in it. Maybe the, the crowd might be too white. Like people were telling me a bunch of stuff. Oh, that's too feminine. Like people were saying, and I'm like, I am talking about what I know. I'm, I'm being me. I'm always authentically me. I love myself and I, I love using my accent now. So I came up there and I did my own thing. I'm, I'm not going to follow the follower. I'm going to be a leader in anything that I do. And again, you have me, you lucky you, I'm here right now. I'm, I'm lead. I'm, I'm running this podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I, anything I put me in, I'm, I'm going to take it to the next level. I'm going to add that. Mm. I think it's wonderful about being authentic and being yourself. Again, going back to the eating disorder, a lot of us, uh, and I know in my case, when I've heard a lot of people have gone through this too, is that they try to reach perfection. They try to be that perfect person and, um, and they get lost and they, they lose themselves. And in fact, sometimes even relationships can cause triggers on the eating disorder as well. And I am not saying get out of your relationship, but be aware of that. Um, strangely enough, it was after I divorced my ex-husband that I overcame my bulimia. I'm not saying- That's that what I was going to ask you. What was the trigger for you to stem from being bulimic for all those years to just switching and deciding to make that change? Yeah, it was, uh, I just didn't feel that the trigger was there anymore. Like, and, and I just felt that, and it's my, my, I'll take responsibility for it. I always felt that, uh, he was, 
uh, controlling and intimidating. He may not have been as much as I saw it to be. And I felt like I had to be a certain way and I was losing myself. And so it was, uh, in fact, I was warned not to marry him from my first counselor because it didn't start with him. It was just, I started like the year I met him, but uh, just before that, but she says it's, he's a trigger and he may not be the best person to marry. And so I did anyway. I was totally in love with the guy. I mean, that was, you know, somebody and said, I, I I understand love, that. and then you, know? you were young and exciting yeah. and love, yeah. love. And, yeah. And so I'm not, not too smart. Him. I'm not, <laughs> and I'm not blaming him, but there is, but I, I would say I blame myself for the reactions to it. But to, the reality is that if you're with somebody and you feel that they are triggering the emotions that cause you to have your bulimia, you really have to look into that and whether do you stay with them or do you go and get counseling for it, but, but be aware of it. You know, I, I really wasn't, although I was told I was denying it, you know, that red flag. Um, right. But at the end of it, I went, you know what? It's true. The trigger was gone. And I mean, I won't say that, you know, quitting bulimia was easy. Uh, stopping was easier than, the emotions that you have to deal with afterwards, because bulimia, of course, when you're eating, it's like anything else. It numbs your feelings, right? You don't, in your right. emotions. And then so it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, isn't a part, it becomes a habit. Something you are accustomed doing yeah. is not yeah. something easily broken, like yeah. any habit. Yeah. You know, and did you get support from that from other people or in your family or friends? Or did my you, did sister was a very big, my, my, uh, not, not really throughout the 30 years that I was, but, uh, I did go for help, uh, but it's to find the right person to get the help from, but it's still, the triggers were there when I went home. So um, I think what really ended up happening was, like I said, is my sister was very supportive. And then. Um, Wait, after, which sister? This is a different sister? Yeah, it's a different sister. Oh, oh okay. Cause I was like, <laughs> I was about to fight her. The one that ended up like, <laughs> yes, liking my ex-husband too much. That was, yeah, no, not that one. Um, okay, I got your back, Lorian. I got your back. I was like, what? She's trying to act like she love you now? She's trying to be your best sister? <laughs> I have, I have, th- uh, well, I had three sisters. I now have two. Um, so it was my Point second little sister that, that, uh, that was, uh, was there for me and really, really helpful in those first, particularly the first uh, three months when you're going through emotions, you want to run to the fridge to numb them. So I would call her up. And she was so cool too. She'd go, you know, I, I understand. And if you do do it, you know, don't, don't be hard on yourself. And I'm going, no, you're not allowed. I'm like, you're letting me do it. Well, then I'm not going to do it. You know, it was like <laughs> reverse psychology. And that was very helpful. It really, really was. So, um, but yeah, so then of course, I mean, um, it's been, it's been great for me. I've taken some courses. Now I'm a bulimia recovery coach. And uh, so it, it See, took you, you took your pain and made it your purpose. Because while we're going through something, something we really don't know why or how, and you don't even know how if you're going to get over it. But I, I, it always amazes me when people take the pain and make it their purpose and they transition, you know? And yeah. sometimes you hear a lot of experts or therapists or whoever the case might be helping someone else, but they haven't even been through that or haven't had that in the family. So it's not like they can't help you, but the level of help that you can give is totally different from someone who has not been through what you've been through. Absolutely. 
And you're right too, because look at you, you were saying that, you know, your traumas moved you into the comedy. So you also did the same thing. Yeah. And it, it's, uh, it's amazing. It's, it's like mm-hmm. you come full circle, you know, well, not a whole circle card. I want to come back there. So, all right. 180. I made a 180, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I want you to look back like someone always say connect the dots going backwards. And I do get that now because some, again, when you're going through it, you're like, Oh, why me? You're praying. You're frustrated. You don't know what to do with yourself. You're angry. You're in an emotional roller coaster. But sometimes when you get through, you know, you get over that mold, that hill or whatever. And you look back, you're like, I get it now, you know, cause where I am now, I would, no one could tell me five years ago, this is where I would be, you know? And I'm actually, I could honestly say I'm happy in the present moment. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but it's very hard to be present. So I'm, I am actually grateful for some of the things I've been through. Sometimes you want to go back and be like, if I had known, but sometimes we do know, like, like you said, certain people gonna tell you, oh, you believe me, you you need to get help, blah, blah. Don't marry that man. And I always say sometimes, even though we get the information, sometimes it might be coming from the wrong person. Sometimes we're not ready to receive it. You know, it takes some people many years, right, Lorianne? Absolutely. <laughs> but the point is we're here now. We're supposed to be happy in a moment and continue to help others that want the help or maybe can't even help themselves. Absolutely. And, and it's so true. Like there's people who will ask me, you know, uh, and a friend of mine just recently that we lived in Reno together for, uh, she was my best friend there. And, uh, and she said, when I sent her this clip from bands that we were going to, which I was telling you about, yeah. she said, uh, don't you wish that we could go back again? And, and so now that we know and make things better. And I said, no, because if I had not been with this, you know, with my ex-husband, I wouldn't have the three beautiful children I have. I wouldn't go back and redo anything. But what I want to make sure of is that from today in the present and the future, that it's a better place. So, you know, don't make the same mistakes and, and keep moving yeah. forward. But no, I wouldn't change a thing. I mean, yeah, we, I went through some tough times and but I look at it, I go, wow, that's me. That's what made me who I am. Exactly. Right. right. And it's only like when you're in a certain space in life is that's when you start to see it and you get the real light bulb because again when you're going through it you're like no why oh my god but i it, it's good it's good to be at this moment and to be able to smile and be like yeah i'm, I'm okay with i got three beautiful kids wait any of them oh how old are them because how old are the kids oh they're they're all old um <laughs> well i was thinking 20, if you had a son 20, if i could get a husband Oh, well, let's see. There's, there's one, uh, 25, my son, 27, my daughter and my, uh, yeah, my oldest son is turning 32 on Sunday. Oh, he married? Uh, no, he has a girlfriend, but he's not married oh. yet. You well, know what? Hey, mom used to always I mean, he's still, he's still up for grabs. Okay. That's, what, got that's no what my mom used to say. <laughs> well, that's horrible. I wouldn't want to do that to another girl, like drive, take her boy hey. and man away. But they say sometimes when people in a relationship, for a long period of, t- period of time, honestly, is because they kind of holding on to see if they could get something better. And when I do think about it, sometimes that is the truth. Is When you really think about it, like I was reading this book, they said, honestly, it takes someone within a year. It's you go Your relationship goes through every three months. You have the summer, ooh, then the next three months fall, things start to 
fall apart a little. You see the person for who they are. The scent by the time you get into winter, you you know, it's like you, you really have some turbulence. Like, is this really the person? Can we communicate? All these things keep going. The scent by the time it reaches spring, you should know, is this someone I want to have a long-term relationship with, marry and have kids? This five-year and 10-year engagement, you're just hoping something better comes along. That is the truth. You know, especially when you get you get older and you have certain experiences. One thing when you're 16 and 25 and you're still figuring out life. If you're 35 and you have figured out something or been through things, something's definitely wrong with you. So any man who is about to date me, because you're watching this right now, right? Within one year, honestly, most men know in the first few moments they meet you, like, this is the woman for me. Don't come with me thinking you're going to date me for two, three years. Okay. Again, I have my eggs are numbered. So come ready, come ready to fertilize and come with the ring. That's a public service announcement. <laughs> I, oh, that is just wonderful. And you're right too, though. Like I'm 58. So, you know, if you were to date for three years, well, I, I personally, I don't want to get married again, but you sit there and you go like, I, I don't have time. If I don't feel it's the right person, then they're gone. Because I mean, I, I don't, my, my time's limited now. I mean, I'm in the last right. year of my life. It, it's so, so sad. No. We, we wait so long to see like, what it is. T.G. Jake said we have 86,400 seconds in a day. And he put it to us like this. If I give you $86,400 in, in your hand and you had the whole day to spend the money, wouldn't you spend every cent and use it to the best of your ability? You won't leave it. You know, you need to, and because you're going to get the same $86,400 the next day. Because if you don't, you know, so I, I, when I see it like that, I was like, hell yeah, every second is important. All that you get, you see how much time is important. Everything else you can lose and get back. Time you cannot get back. So Absolutely. you use it wisely. Absolutely true. Love having you here again. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your time totally. And if you can just let our listeners know where you can find, where they can find you, that'd be great. Well, I make everything easy for everyone. Definitely check out my website. That's www.miss, that's M-S-S, Francois. If you can't get called, um, spell Francois, that's Lorian issue she got to make sure she put it in the notes for you guys okay. so missfrancois.com i'm on every social media outlet name it i'm on there just check me out okay and tell your son i said hi okay if you put a ring on it by the end of the year i'm coming for him okay i look like you'll be a nice mother-in-law yeah so we've just started being on tiktok so it's really nice to actually connect with you on there i'm having fun with that so um <laughs> All right, everyone, thank you for listening. And thank you again, Ms. Francois, for being here as a guest. Take care. <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode. Be sure to visit me at bleepbulimia.com.